0: Welcome to Holy Spontaneity. It's Cameron. And Karen. And we're on a journey to find the Lord in the little moments of every day. So join us
1: on an adventure of holy, spontaneous faith and otherwise normal lives.
0: We're so glad you're here. Start better. Um, howdy. Howdy. Howdy! Oh gosh! Wait, you <laughs> can't do that. People won't know what it is, right? Hello, everybody! Welcome to <laughs> another lovely episode. Oh my gosh! On Holy Spot Navy, <sighs> we are really glad that you're here. It's Karen and Cameron and Cameron with a special guest. Alyssa Nunez, how are you doing? I'm good, how are y'all? We are thriving, striving, and surviving. And tired. Yes. This is (laughs) in the wrong order, hold on. We are surviving, striving, and thriving. That's that's better. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We are here tonight to talk about graduating from college. And then now what? So Cameron and Alyssa are in that stage of life where they are not at AM. They are not in college. I am still in college. So I will be kind of asking y'all some questions. that hopefully I think um, those listeners of ours who are still in college um, might want to know. So we're happy to have you, Alyssa. Thank you for giving us your time this evening. Well, thank you for having me. I'm so honored. Yeah, of course. Oh, for the record, guys, Alyssa is one of the lovely women that we went um, hiking in Arkansas with. So Cameron, me, Alyssa, um, Laura all went hiking in yes. Arkansas in December and it was fantastic. It was lovely. It was. Don't know about yeah. that. We all stayed in, like, a
2: 200-square-foot little <laughs> cabin, so we got real close. We did.
1: We did. Yeah, and if you guys hear us talking about Alyssa, um, sorry, <laughs> I was texting with my roommate. Um, if you guys hear us talking about Alyssa on the pod, um, this is Alyssa. She's actually on the pod. So many times we've mentioned her, and we have people are probably like, who the heck is this, um, but this is her. She's on with us today. Actually,
0: <laughs> she's Woo. an actual um, real person.
1: And guys, if you really like our Marion series that we post every Thursday, sometimes at eleven thirty p.m. because I have work, um, then you guys will really love Alyssa because she is the artist behind the Marion series.
0: No, so, wow. yeah, the artist wow. sounds We're so formal. <laughs> it is so incredible for y'all to be so beautifully gifted and talented with the gifts of creativity because like just the behind the scenes thing that goes on between you know her creating and then us like you know oh wait I don't like that edit it's like what do you mean you don't like that edit it's
1: so <laughs> yeah, she'll pretty. send us a couple different versions and we'll be like
0: I honestly Wait. don't know which one's better. What's the difference?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I see like little differences, and I'm like, oh shoot, gotta go erase that little tiny little line, and then I go and then I send it again, or like i will be like, man, it just looks it looks like a different color on the phone than it did on my iPad, and I think I'm just harder on myself than I need to be. But Girl, I just want to give you are you are because they're gorgeous.
0: Talented, gifted, don't know how else to explain it, but thank you. Emphasis on gifted. Very, very <laughs> thank blessed. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for helping us with this in our ministry. Oh, our Lady is very it. proud. Oh,
2: yeah. Thank you. Thank you for being so patient with my drawings that come in sometimes right on the nick of time. <laughs>
1: Well, oh, like this guys, is the perfect time. Oh, I post oh, them me. really late. So like sometimes, sometimes guys, we get them, like Alyssa gets them to me on Wednesday. We figure out the reflections. I have them scheduled to post on Thursday yeah. morning. And then sometimes Alyssa still gets them to me and I have work. And then like everything, like nothing's on my work computer, obviously. Everything's on my own personal laptop. So I have to get home. I have to create the Canva posts. and I have to like plan out. Like, so we, we kind of switch off doing the reflections. Um, but I have to format them in a way that Instagram will think it's cute. And um, so I can't do any of that <laughs> until I get home. And sometimes I am not home from work until, um, like either either work and then whatever bible study outing whatever afterwards until like 11 o'clock at night and so um so you guys see it when you wake up on friday instead of thursday which is totally fine it's totally fine,
0: yeah, it's totally fine. So, like, like we said we are surviving and we are striving and we are thriving yes. yes
1: um yeah and sorry guys my my roommate and i were texting this this totally ties into today's theme of like life after college because um we were talking about submitting a maintenance request for our <laughs> sink in our kitchen. And oh,
0: no. <laughs> What's going on? It's
1: leaking. We don't know. But okay. yeah, it's <laughs> just dripping. It's OK. Just a little bit. But that's weird. Were-
0: <laughs> I hope it's not yeah. one of those situations where like the plumber comes in and it's this whole big deal. And then like he just like takes everything off underneath the sink and just like tightens it a little bit. It's like, oh, thanks. Oh, 150 awkward. bucks <laughs> yeah
1: I I don't know well no because we're in an apartment so oh true
0: they won't yeah oh. they won't charge us which
1: is really great but um I will say that it's it's weird when I come home from work sometimes and they'll leave the little cars that are like your maintenance request was fulfilled like this is mm-hmm. fixed this is what we did and I'm like you were in my room and you were like in, in my kitchen and it's very, it feels like it's very weird. strange like not not like my house is weird guys like my house is is actually really cute and pretty tasteful because you know we're it both is
2: it just tiny, feels weird someone was in year old house. Girls,
1: but um but it's just weird like knowing that I locked my door when I went to work today and it was still mm-hmm. locked when I came home but there was someone definitely in it
2: <laughs> yeah like it feels like you're like someone was in my house someone was here when I wasn't
0: here like it feels like an invasion of privacy even though that's their job that was us yelling right last week because the I don't know gas pipeline men city worker whatever people i guess mm-hmm. like they might have left us at mailbox or on our door of like hey we're gonna do some you know look over your i don't know but then all of a sudden like they're just in our yard and this big old like 18 wheeler thing i'm gonna do like blocking my driveway and i <laughs> wait in your <laughs> backyard yeah no 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 no
1: they're supposed to tell you what if what if you come home and think that it's an intruder and like shoot them because this is well, texas so i'm uh, well, sorry no, though they were like <laughs> you no know, they had like the
0: actual equipment they were like going on and like they're like yeah but the yard they and still they were... can't just like come in they should right well i'm sure this that's is true. what you deal with even I'm...
1: in college i guess guys <laughs>
0: welcome to city living it, it was it was interesting it it's still something I have to get used to but it was just like this random men in my yard and I would you know there were times where I would like be up as early as they went as I'm leaving for you know school and they were like look at me you're kind of weird and I'd be like driving mean, by them they were, like, they're, basically my in my ju- they're basically in my driveway and I would roll down my window and I'd be like you know because I would hear them speaking Spanish so I was like buenos dias you know and have a good day and like <laughs> buenos <laughs> I really like uh, guys, really sweet guys. But yeah, so my yard is nice. like up know. the dirt, and it's like you know, it, oh, they did it. Ugh. They did it before spring break, and then again, I would get back from spring break, right? And then it was still not fixed, and so like these just big old like blue and orange pipes are like sticking out of the yard. Oh my god, with gosh. flags all over. Like I don't know, but
1: sketch honestly.
0: Yeah, I'm, it's a city. Yeah. I, don't okay. so. I don't know. Yeah.
1: But yeah, this is life after college. So th- this is—I don't know if we actually said it at the beginning. But yeah, this is. We this did. Be, oh, we did. Okay, great. I was not paying attention, obviously. Um, Thanks,
0: Cameron. <laughs> I feel sorry, so sorry. loved.
1: I'm tired, and I—I I think that's when I was responding, responding, responding.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <We're English. laughs> I was
1: responding to Courtney's text. Um,
0: Come, Holy Spirit. We need—we need help with English today. Yeah. Okay. Well
1: Everything. um
0: before we were um starting to record this podcast we were having a very important and informative discussion about healthcare yeah, and insurance, insurance. <laughs> so if we just kind of want sure. to start there like what is insurance what is healthcare how does that fit into like after life? college life when you're not on your
1: parents insurance yeah so well, part sorry, part. are you still on your parents
0: insurance um
2: yes for healthcare but um what is it dental and vision I'm not.
1: Okay. I yeah. am I am not for anything because of like the certain kind of healthcare that we all have. Mm-hmm. Um But yeah, we can definitely talk about that because it's whack, honestly. Like
2: it is <laughs> the whole system that's is comforting. comforting. Is whack. As someone who has worked in a doctor's office, it's whack.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's comforting. Yeah. How many times did y'all have to turn away people or not turn away necessarily, but tell them that they would have to pay out of pocket because they you didn't take their insurance?
2: Um, So I worked for a private doctor. Like, he didn't work for a hospital system or anything. Um, so that was good. Uh, so we made it known, like, yes, you are welcome to come here without insurance, but you do have to pay out of pocket. Um, and so most people were like, okay, yes, that's fine. Um, and he was a really good doctor. And so he would... Um, code certain diagnoses a certain way so that it was correct but they wouldn't have to pay quite as much especially Mm -hmm. if they're um like Mm self-pay but yeah it's really frustrating when a patient really does have like real issues and then the healthcare um is like nope we're not going to pay for that like we're like what that's what do you what do we have for you for
1: yeah, seriously. Honestly, it feels like that sometimes. So mm-hmm. I am not on my parents' insurance anymore. Um, so if people don't know you, depending on the insurance, you can be on your parents' insurance until you're 26.
0: I was um, just going to ask what yeah. age you finally get off of this.
1: Yeah. Until you're 26. So none of us here are 26 yet. Um, however, my parents' insurance, um, is like a health share program. Um, the same one I'm on, um, and they kick you off at 23. So because I am 23, I was kicked off um, when I turned 23 in September. But it worked out fine, because I like work full time. And so my job has, ironically enough, the same health share program. So this is not insurance. Um, And it's, it's confusing, because it's like oh well we offer this to you as like our insurance plan it's not actually insurance um it is a health share program so basically what it is um i pay a share every month to be a part of this and if something terrible happens and i have a huge bill that needs coverage um everyone's shares that they pay that month will basically go towards my like paying my bill so that's where the, like the health share part comes in. But everything else, everything like really little I pay out of pocket for. And, and I can submit like an itemized receipt from the doctors um, to it and be like, hey, will you help me cover this? But the answer is going to be no. Um, so I basically pay out of pocket for everything. So we were talking about this because um, I don't know if I mentioned it last week. I know you and Dr. King and I were talking about it before we started recording our actual podcast, but, um, because I'm totally injury prone, apparently when it comes to, uh, sports, um, <laughs> I had to go to urgent care, uh, once in February when I sprained my ankle and I thought it was broken to get an x-ray. And then once a couple of weeks ago, when I slid into third base, still got out and ripped up my leg. Um, <laughs> so I had to pay $150 out of pocket. Um, And they let me know. They're like, hey, we don't take your insurance. So um, there's, you know, I I have to to pay out of pocket, which is fine. But also that means it's $150 like copay. So that's like I pay $150 when I walk in. And that has nothing to do with the actual treatment that they give me. The $150 that I pay is just to be seen. Um, And then after that, you know, depending on what they do, I'll pay the rest of it. So, you know, obviously x-rays are really expensive, but, you know, what they did for my leg with, um, like cleaning it and giving me a prescription for antibiotics and things like that, um, not as expensive. So, yeah, um, anyway, healthcare is definitely, like, insurance is definitely something that you're going to have to learn when you graduate and get a job, um, if you can have your parents walk you through it because it's it's confusing and you know a lot of people ask like well why don't we have the universal health care anything like that um, you know everybody else in the world has like this free universal health care well you also don't have the decision about what you know who you see what you are given what kind of um, medications you can have. When, if you're on universal health care, the doctor can wait eight months to see you. And by that time, it's like blown way out of proportion and you're on your deathbed. Um, and then mm-hmm. they, the government will decide if you are worth paying the amount of money to get that medication. So when people say like, hey, let's be on universal health care. No, because you really don't have any actual decision to make about your own health at that point. So um, it's a good idea. Yeah. But
2: practically, it does not work
1: exactly. Yeah, um, and so that's why it's actually really good in America that we have the opportunity to purchase insurance, um, or be on like our works insurance plan because mm. we get to decide, um, what kind of care we get, and basically, we're able to like pay a little extra to make sure that we are getting a say in the kind of care that we're having. So, um but yeah, really, really important to keep in mind as you're coming out of college and getting your job, what kind of insurance plan does your um does your job give you? Does your employer give you? Because um it's part of the whole benefits package. You know, benefits are just as important to look at as your salary. So yeah, kind of we we did just kind of like jump into that. But yeah, mm-hmm. you, you wanted me to to bring that up. So um, it's definitely a different world and something that they don't teach us like we no. why why don't we have a life skills class on taxes and home buying and you and know. borrowing money and actually
2: I did have a training. class like that at AM. you did, you did? but yeah wait,
1: what was it considered an elective though
2: Yes, it wasn't okay. required, um, but they talked about it at like the new student conference. Mm. So the one thing that they didn't talk about was insurance, but they did talk about um like savings and um you know, once you're given all this money, you know, you went from making like maybe a thousand a month to like, okay, now you're making like five, 000, six thousand a month. What do you do? Um, buying a house, buying a car, um And, like, other very useful life skills. But, yeah, they didn't talk about um, health insurance, which I I wish they had more.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely – it's a totally different world. So – and I'm still learning. I definitely still ask my parents questions. So – Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing. Alyssa, do you have anything to add to that?
2: To health insurance? (laughs) um I'm really lucky that I'm not having to deal with that yet um Mm -hmm. but yeah uh, I did have to like choose when I was working um after college I did have to choose you know like my dental care plan and um my vision care uh and then had to go about doing that on my own um you know those only take you so far the insurance like Cam was saying then you have to pay you know the rest out of pocket Mm -hmm. um so yeah definitely learned a lot about budgeting after college um Mm -hmm. and you know the importance of that and also like seeing the way that it affects other people um in my life like friends who are dealing with that who who don't maybe know how to budget as well um and and seeing how it affects them um and then kind of trying to learn from that. Um, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, oh, sorry. Were you going to say something? Oh, in retirement. Oh, gosh.
0: retirement
1: That's a whole thing.
0: It was me a headache. Yeah. Well, I guess kind of going off of your budgeting comment, do y'all have any certain websites or apps that y'all like to use for budgeting? like your go-to budgeting program? Mm. Excel. <laughs> I will say, ex- you know, yeah, keep it Excel is, is Excel. an if, um, yeah.
1: But if y'all are looking for apps, so I've heard Mint is good. I haven't tried it. Um, I've heard it. that
0: too. Yeah, I have every- it. Do I look at it and use it? No. But oh, do I have oh. it? Yes.
1: <laughs> so another good one is Every Dollar. So it's by Dave Ramsey and, um, like he has a really good system, really good program for like figuring out your budgeting. So, um, yeah, every dollar it's a free app, but if you want it to like automate your transactions and like put them into the buckets that they need to go into instead of manually putting it in there, it's not free. I haven't paid for it, but honestly it might be worth, paying for because it, it, I can't remember the term for it, but it basically zeros everything out. So like every paycheck you get, it will put everything in a bucket that you've labeled. Like if you're like, okay, I'm going to put 35% of my paycheck into this like savings for this vacation, then it will automatically pull 35% of each trend of each paycheck that goes in there and then subtract your transactions. So um, I think that would definitely be worth it. I guess if you pay for it, um, I haven't, but yeah, if you're looking for something basic to start with, start with Excel, you can, you can Google online, just like, a um, a basic template, um, mm-hmm. and Excel has within the program, it has lots of diff- different templates. So you can start with that. Um, I know in college for me, it was really, really hard to budget because my paychecks were, Um, like when I worked two part-time jobs um, but I you know I didn't I didn't ever make consistently enough to like cover rent every month so a lot of my rent I was paying with my scholarships so um, yeah I know it was a lot harder to budget in college but it's still a good practice to have Um, now what I do is plan to Um, divvy up so I get paid every two weeks Um, I divvy up that first paycheck into savings tithings whatever checking and then my next paycheck I'll put what I need for rent or like that will say my checking and then everything else will go into savings so I'm at the really really unique position right now where I don't have a family that I'm paying for Um, my car is paid off and I'm not in debt And, um, so everything that I'm not, I know, praise God, honestly, um, and my parents for helping with college and scholarships and yes, but I'm, I'm in a very unique situation and I do recognize that. Um, but yeah, so everything that I, I don't pay for, um, bill wise, um, goes into my savings right now. So yeah but but budgeting is different for everyone so Mm -hmm. definitely find something that works for you but if you're looking for something simple excel is good yeah Alyssa
2: yeah yeah I definitely relied on that a lot um because they talked about that in the class so um and yeah and like that's one of the cheaper options if you don't want to you know pay for I think some of these um apps make you pay a little bit Mm -hmm. um to you so yeah it's definitely a free option um and it is a good way if you make like a pie chart out of it i know sometimes like excel or um the equivalent on a mac will have um you know templates you can choose for budgeting and it'll show you like a pie chart of of everything broken down and exactly what you're spending and whatnot Mm-hmm. um and, and how much is going where but yeah when i worked i would do um i would split my rent so i'd get paid twice a month and i would split my rent between like um paying half the rent putting half of part of my paycheck to pay half the rent into my savings and then like the next part of the month i'd put the other half of rent into there and um and then also divvying up like groceries and. Yeah. Um, you know dog food and stuff like vet care and um also like an extra like buffer um every month of like emergency money I guess in case like you know in case I had an extra vet bill that month or I had to go get my tire fixed or I had to go to the eye doctor buy new glasses or just stuff like that um it's always good to yeah, emergency um, fund. Mm-hmm. yeah it's always ha- good to have an emergency fund because um, you never know yeah, when a rainy day is gonna hit you
1: yeah and speaking of emergency fund if you do not have an emergency cash fund you need to start it now it's very important that you have mm-hmm. emergency cash
2: yes I'm not talking true. like
1: 20 bucks I'm yeah talking, no hundreds. whatever you can put in there <laughs> yeah like if you could put a thousand dollars into a cash fund and like keep it in your safe do it
0: because you never know so that is that's really good no thank you I have heard that before mm-hmm. all righty well thank you ladies y'all are doing great um <laughs> I guess kind of back a little bit um Cam you were talking earlier about Uh, transitioning and Mm. um, because it's, you know, the real world and it's not, you know, college life anymore. So I guess why can the transition from college to quote unquote, the real world be challenging?
1: Mm. That's a really good question. Yeah. The question isn't, is it going to be hard? Because the answer is yes. The question is why. Um, and I think for me, so a lot of people don't stay in their college town, especially, you know, all three of us, um, we're at A&M. And so that's a college, like that is a legitimate college town. Like you're not generally meant to stay there after you finish college. So, mm-hmm. um, moving is always really hard, um, so that's one of them. The second reason is that you are going from a very um well, I'll be honest, you're going from a very selfish part of your life to a very selfless part of your life. Um and I'll I'll expand on that just a little bit. So in college I'm not going to say that you think everything revolves around you, but you pick your um schedules, based on the times that work for you, you pick your professors, if you have that op, op, you know, if you have that option, you pick your professors based off what what rate my professor says about, you know, how good they are, you mm-hmm. pick what organizations you go to, you pick what suits you well, what ministries you're a part of, you pick your friends, you pick the mm-hmm. nights you get to go out and the nights you don't want to go out, you pick when you get to study. Um, and when you leave college, that completely changes. You are, you know, if you're working a, a normal, you know, a normal job, you're now working from eight to five in an office
2: mm-hmm. with
1: people that you see every single day.
2: Mm-hmm. And if you're like
1: me and you have to work on weekends sometimes, uh, whether that be, you know, traveling for conferences or um, you're just working an event like locally where you are you, you see them all the time. And like, these are the people that you work with and naturally people that you become friends with because you spend a lot of time with them. So it almost feels like, um, you know, your time is scheduled out for you. You have a few hours to yourself afterwards that you might feel tempted to fill all the time with doing things. Um, and your, um, like the people you spend time with are picked for you for the most part. Um, so yeah, I would say that it goes from like a very you surrounded <laughs> time of your life mm-hmm. to a very, just, it's a very different stage. Um, and that can be, it's like going to another country. I mean, it's it's basically a culture shock. You are in this kind of time where um, you can just have fun. And you get a spring break, and you get a summer break, and this is fun, and it's good. And, um, and then you start working, and you're like, "This is summer, and everybody's off and going and doing things, and I am still in the office because that's what life actually is." Um, but there's also there's also a kind of beauty about it um, in the mostly simplicity and um, just. The kind of different routine that you put yourself in mm-hmm. so yeah I would say the why things are so hard is because you go from a very um you-centered time to where you now have to adjust your life to everything else not mm-hmm. everything else adjusted to the way you want to live your life
2: also in college like you have so many organizations to choose from like everything's just so available and after college you're like okay that was so great and if you're expecting everything to also be so available you're wrong (laughs) because you kind of now have to take the initiative um, of finding a lot of things and so you yeah may have been involved in like a ton of organizations in college um, and you're kind of expecting that after college uh that's definitely not how it's gonna be like you have to go out and pursue that if you still want to do it um and also if you live alone um after college it's kind of hard to to build a community of people your age um Mm -hmm. again like you don't have that organization of people that's your age to you know go Know where to find them all or anything. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, you kind of have to take the initiative and take the time and really put effort into finding friends or finding people your own age. Um, and it's really easy to ignore that and just find yourself at home a lot of the time. Um, and that can lead to depression. Um, but I will say what helps a lot is getting a pet that (laughs) helped me a lot after college is getting a pet. Um, what do you have I have a black lab what's his
0: name is Cooper Mm -hmm. (laughs) now that's it. let's go let's go we need name we need activities we need the details he's he's two
2: um and I got him I had been wanting a dog actually I had been planning on getting a dog because when I graduated from college I actually stayed in college station for two years I think working um because I worked in a research lab throughout college. And then um, once I graduated, I was offered an extension. And so at the time I lived, I graduated um, in 2020 and you know lived in College Station during COVID. Um, and so I didn't really see any of my coworkers um, mm-hmm. if I did go into work. Um, and so I noticed myself starting to get kind of depressed. And um, I mean, as I think most people were during that time, yeah. um but so yeah so i went ahead and um started looking into getting a pet or like where i could adopt a dog and i had originally wanted a small dog so i could take him everywhere <laughs> and then one day um somebody called me and said that they had found this little three-year-old dog in the middle of the road um and so uh <laughs> they called asking if you know I would just watch it for them while they were at work um, and maybe see if he had a chip or anything and um and so we picked him up and I was like actually I've been wanting a dog and we can't find anybody to take this dog because he wasn't chipped and so I was like you know what I've been wanting a dog and this is not exactly the type of dog that I wanted because I know he's going to be really big one day but he needs a family and home so I took him and it was a couple mm-hmm. days before Christmas I was going home for Christmas break um, and yeah uh, didn't tell my parents <laughs> kind of just showed up with him and was like well uh, probably shouldn't tell them because they're gonna say no and at the moment <laughs> I remember thinking this is either the best decision I've ever made or the worst decision I've ever made and luckily, it has been the best because he got me out of the house. He um, he's, he was, you know, a puppy. Puppy labs have a lot, a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it would, it would get me out of the house and get me to go exercise with him. I'd take him on runs in the morning or after work. Um, and so that helped a lot. Uh, it helped me kind of make friends through that as well of, you know, taking him to the dog park or meeting other people in my apartment also had dogs um yeah he he kind of gave me something to do or someone else to be with or some kind of company
0: you know yeah so yeah
2: Mm
0: -hmm. goodness thank you so much for sharing your hearts a little bit yeah
1: and you know that's not that's not to be like discouraging about you know how hard it is because if you remember you know you think back and remember it was difficult for you to start college too, because you went from mm-hmm. high school, um, to which, which was a little more structured, like a full-time job, um, to college, which is, you know, very fluid. So it's just, you know, it's a different stage of life. And so you switch back to that and, you know, I would say like, just like college, find one or two things that you're really interested in, maybe pick up a new hobby. So, um, maybe you take a dance class and that's what you do. Um, and then you also join like a Bible study. And so now you have two things per week. So you have a couple nights where you can chill and then a couple nights where you're out doing things, meeting people. Um, and then, you know, I would also say the weekends will feel hard when you don't have a lot of friends. Like when you first start, you know, maybe you move somewhere and you don't know anybody. Um, Go explore wherever you're at. You know, obviously be safe, know where you should be going and where you shouldn't be going. Um, but yeah, take that time to kind of figure out where you are. Um, you know, just pick something to do. So, and and you'll fall into a groove. You really will. Maybe like it might take you a little while. Both these girls can attest that it took me a long time, and I was calling them pretty consistently. <laughs> After I got off of work, I would, you know, go to the parking garage, get in my car, and like immediately call one of them and just kind of talk. Um and, you know, that's another thing. Like, don't don't lose contact with the friends that you made in college because most of the time they're friends you've made for life. And so just because you've moved away does not mean that you cannot continue those friendships. Because yeah, it's it's still absolutely possible and i've seen both of them like we ended up going on a trip you know to our hike yeah. so mm-hmm.
2: um we got it we got a trip out of the group chat <laughs> we did we did, we got we a did. Trip out of
1: the group chat guys can we take a moment to appreciate that because i don't i don't know that maybe uh, i gotta google the actual percentages shake
0: back with me later okay. <laughs> they are they are probably friends that are worth scheduling for and that's something that I was talking about with another friend earlier today because um he and I have been meaning, gosh we've been trying to hang out like all semester and it's just been like week after week it's just crazy 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 and if like you know if I had someone have a rough week and he had an, an open week or it, it, our schedules just never matched and so earlier today after mass, we ended up um going with another friend to get you know boba tea And so we ended up just like, okay, hey, how did you, or actually, no, he just started talking about how he's got a crazy intense, you know, week this week of, oh, I have two exams, and I have a lab report, and I have blah, blah, and I have blah, blah, and then orchestra practice Wednesday, and And it's like, okay, so next week, (laughs) and I didn't have to say anything after that, and he's like, oh, uh, oh, yeah, and then we both looked at each other, and it's like, wait, next week is holy tritium okay let's just take about like two weeks <laughs> so it's like the, it's this is the you know rough part of I guess college life of just like or I mean adult life where it's like we're not freshmen sophomores anymore we're like we could just naturally see each other every day and um, another the other friend that we were with you know he brought up a good point of like you know we're junior seniors grad students of like these are your harder more intensive classes of like you can't just not study you can't just not do the homework you can't just not go to class and so it's these aren't, you know, breezy classes. So it's like, you know, this is the part of college where you have to schedule time with your friends and it's really tough. And I don't know, it's, there's been times where I'm like, I'm being a bad friend, or I feel like I shouldn't have to schedule time with, you know, the people I care about, but it's like, it's, it's just life. And it's, I'm sure it's the same with um, not just, you know, me who's currently got a year and a half left of grad school, but you know, y'all as y'all are in the working world so um y'all just i mean i had some thoughts i wanted to kind of like use to direct this conversation but y'all just man holy spirit is helping me out coming to class y'all just like naturally transitioning this conversation um so y'all have been talking about you know working life and you know doing things to get yourself out of the house and forcing yourself to get out of the house and um all these things so how what are some, what are some tips or advice that y'all have or experiences that y'all have experienced of balancing the work life and social life? Because like you were saying, you know, college life, you're naturally surrounded unless, you know, you're a hermit and you just refuse to get out of your dorm and whatnot, but you're just naturally, like I were talking about, surrounded by these people who are our age, um, all kind of communed in this one particular area for you know one particular purpose which is you know to move on to the next step for these you know several years so how how do you balance now that you're not in college you know going from the fluidity to the structuredness of the working world and you don't have that you know fluidity anymore so how do y'all balance Work life and social life? Um,
2: yeah, so like I said, I, I did my first year, first two years out of college and college station. So luckily, I got to keep the same church. That really helped a lot. Um, and a lot of my friends were also staying there as well. That just happened to be what happened to all of us. Um, uh, we were all kind of in the same frame of life, the same place in life. Um, so that was really, really helpful. Uh, yeah, and I did join a Bible study. Um, but I think it took me, I think it took me about a year to to figure out what worked for me. Of like, um, you know, like your parents aren't here. I have more money than I have had ever to do whatever I want with, to spend on whatever I want. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, I could really do whatever I want to. Um, And so yeah, I think the first year, like it was a lot of like, trying to see my friends every night and maybe staying up too late sometimes, um, or trying to do something every weekend. And so (laughs) when you're younger, uh, maybe you can keep up with it for a while. But you know, Now I'm 25 and I could not even imagine doing the things that I did. (laughs) How did I have the energy for this? Um, So yeah, I think it just, you just have to find what works for you and find, you know, a good wake up time and a good bedtime. Um, Make sure you have a workout routine. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, keep in touch with your friends and at least try to meet up with them once a week, but, but don't overdo yourself Um, because you still need time for yourself and uh, you still need time to recuperate and do not forget to clean your house. Mm -hmm. Do not go out every single night of the week and weekend and not clean your house because it piles up until your parents come visit you and you're running around like a chicken without your head cut off. (laughs)
0: mom I don't want to do the (laughs) chore
2: yeah like I said your parents are not there so you kind of want to go wild at first understandable but um yeah it's a lot of balance it is balance in spending your money balance in spending your time balance in um eating healthy you know you Mm -hmm. have all this money and you're like well I don't really want to cook tonight I don't really want to go to the grocery store I don't have time to cook tonight let me just order something um yeah so it's it's a lot of balance and it's a lot of finding what works because yeah it is easy to just feel like if you if you don't have balance and if you don't have control over your life it is easy to feel like you are just being like tossed around and tossed around um and it will be even harder to find your grounds as you get older mm-hmm.
1: I would say one of the things that is definitely going to change is your prayer life and um, Mm -hmm. going to mass, because um, Mm -hmm. if you're like us three, we love to go into daily mass at St. Mary's um, and we would make it a priority. And when you work full time um, now, it's very difficult to find. Well, at least where I am, it's a little difficult to find a parish um, that has an evening like consistently an evening mass time where i will have time to get there so like they might have a 5 30 p.m mass but with traffic in houston and downtown um it'll take me 45 minutes to get there um so things are gonna have to change a little bit you know i am lucky because i work for a catholic nonprofit, which means we sometimes have daily mass in the office Um, again, very unique situation, but, um, maybe you take your lunch break to go to mass like my coworker, my blah, 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 my coworkers. And I will do that on occasion. Um, it's been a while I think since we've gone, but, um, you know, if we're not having mass in the office, we'll take our lunch break and go to a noon mass. Um, or I don't do this because I have not gotten up early enough, but I know some of my coworkers will go to like a 630 or 645 AM mass. Um, and boy, that's dedication right there, but you know, also you can, you know, your prayer life is going to change. Um, it's going to feel different, but you can still take moments to yourself to pray. Um, so, uh, you know, a DMC is really quick, a divine mercy chaplet, super Mm -hmm. quick prayer. Um, You can split up your rosary sometimes, um, actually pretty much every day I'll have enough time in the car in the morning on the way to work to say a full rosary, um, like there and back. Um, if you're at a place where you're kind of doing some, maybe like very monotonous work, um, and you can put an earbud in, then, you know, you can listen to a podcast or, um, to some worship music or something like that, you know? So it it just changes. Um, and maybe that means your relationship with the Lord will change, um, for a little bit. Sometimes it's harder. Sometimes you'll just feel really close to him. Sometimes you'll start feeling really close to like Mary or, you know, a certain, a certain part of the Trinity. Maybe you were super close with, you know, God, the son as Jesus, Mm -hmm. and you're transitioning and learning more about what it means for God to be a father. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe you're feeling more of the Holy Spirit in this stage of life. Um, Maybe you have a devotion to um, a certain title of Mary. Um, But yeah, things will change, but I definitely... Um, so you know, you still need to make it a priority in your life because ultimately we're not living this life to go to work every day. Um, we're not living this life to go to college and get a degree. We're living this life so that we can join the Lord in heaven. Um, and so we still need to make that a priority, even though our job is what pays us, you know.
0: So yeah. Very beautiful. Melissa,
2: do you have anything to share with that? Yeah. um, So, yeah, in this certain stage of life that I'm in, I try to go to daily mass twice a week. Um, When I lived in College Station, I'd pretty much go every day. Um, Mm -hmm. And what a blessing that was that I could go every day because it was it was at a really good time at 530. And like I was on my way home from work and it was so convenient to just stop there on my way home.
1: Yeah, traffic wasn't nearly um, as bad.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, there wasn't, I mean, you know, there's some traffic in College some, Station, but it, yeah. was a, it was a straight drive for me down the same road. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and I knew I would always see friends there after Mass, and that was something, even if, I mean, you know, I think everybody kind of goes through this of, like, sometimes it'll be a chore to get yourself to go. Some days you fully want to go with your whole heart, and other days it, it is a chore um and so so my friends would be a good incentive to go uh and yeah and so I began to feel you know kind of like a a community there um and like this is my church and these are my people and this is what I do and so when I moved away from College Station um I wanted a piece of that still so I started I kept going to daily mass um and so And now I'm in a different stage of life of where I I love going, um, if not just for the quiet time um, by myself, since I live with my parents. (laughs) Um, But also, I really, really enjoy just being there um, without the community of friends and stuff, I mean, which is great, but also by myself, um, just to be alone with the Lord and to receive the Eucharist. so yeah, that that is a blessing. If I didn't have daily mass, I think I'd go crazy, <laughs> literally. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, honestly, praise God for the opportunity. Honestly, to, mm-hmm. <laughs> to just be with Him.
2: Yes, it is a commitment. Like, um, uh, mm-hmm. I was saying, yeah, it's more of a commitment now because you know, like I, I do have to go out of my way to go to it. I do have to wake up earlier to make the eight fifteen mass, but um yeah, it has helped me a lot in my transitions in life, for sure.
0: Yeah. Thank you, ladies, for touching on that, Um, which I know you're talking about daily mass, but I heard you guys say a little, you touched a little bit on adoration, Um, but for those of y'all who may not know, um, like I did a couple years ago, um, actually I found this out um, during COVID, but there is online adoration so if you go to youtube and you just type in adoration or eucharistic adoration whichever one Mm -hmm. um there are a couple churches around the world who 24 7 um there is jesus in the eucharist and i i it's not my go-to now that, you know, we're post-COVID. So obviously we now have the opportunity to go in person to go see Jesus. Um, But for the days where I am crazy busy or the weather or just circumstances and I just cannot make it to, bless you, Cameron. um, (laughs) um, I turned my mic off on purpose. (laughs) I know, it was was habit. Um, But the days where I cannot make it to the chapel or mass, there is an opportunity for you to go online and experience him there. Now I do advise that you, and and they put in the comments as well, but you know, don't quote unquote, put Jesus on in the background. Like if you're going to go to adoration, like go to adoration, Mm -hmm. Um, find a quiet space in your dorm or your um, house or your apartment or your yard or whatever. And then experience Jesus there. Um, you know, make it as if like you were in the chapel. Turn off your dis- dis- de- distractions, um, your phone, your watch, whatever, whatever. Um, but there is that. I did not know there was a thing until COVID. So in case anyone else needed to know that there's online adoration. Um no guys, thank you so much for talking about how your faith life has changed. That was gonna be another one of my questions was um kind of speaks some truth into Maybe some of us who are worried that, you know, we have this solid foundational, like, yes, I'm going to daily mass, like four days out of the week. I'm (laughs) praying a rosary every day. I have a holy hour once a week. I'm praying the divine mercy chaplet every Tuesday evening. I'm all these things. And then we get in the working world. And it's like, oh wait, my nine to five job, my eight to five job, my seven to six, my whatever it is. And I my whole day is taken by this job that I have to do. And it is now my vocation to do that. And now I don't have the time or the energy to pray. So how do I do that? So thank y'all for yeah. um, sharing that. Also, earlier, I think it was you, Alyssa, who no, actually it was both of y'all, that y'all said it took y'all, what was it, a year to finally get in the groove of things and whatnot. Um, that's something that I heard. So at St. Mary's, they have, for the graduating seniors, they have what's called the Senior Outbound Retreat. Mm-hmm. Um I was really hesitant on going because I technically wasn't going to graduate the same time as all my friends would because they're all graduating quote unquote on time and they're you know graduating may twenty twenty three whereas now I have till may twenty twenty four so technically I was like, I'm still because of grad school because of, really yes because of grad school bachelors. yes <laughs> because of grad school um so I had this mentality of going in of like i don't really need to go everyone's but these are friends that I've made since freshman year I do want to go and I had the best time and they talked a lot about you know anxiety in life after college um working in the working world um which is another question I was going to ask y'all later um but how does your you know faith change after high school how how do you balance social life and work life and whatnot um but that was one of the most relieving things I was told of Used, and you know all the speakers who were giving talks and you know the priests and the other adults who are there like they told us usually around a year maybe year and a half with some people but that's usually the range of or the timeline of when things finally start kind of calming down you start understanding that okay i'm here we're okay so that's Thank you for saying that. I mm-hmm. I didn't realize how much I needed to hear that because I'm I feel like I'm not the only person who was kind of under this mentality of once I graduate college, I need to have all my details planned out. I need to know where I'm going and where I'm staying and how I'm going to stay and where I'm going to live and how I'm going to pay for these things and I'm going to be the perfect adult when I leave college. I'm going to have everything checked off, bullet pointed to the T, dot my eyes, whatever. And for some of us, maybe a lot of us, you know, some of those details are really wonky. And, you know, we think in our minds that when we graduate college, like we have to have all of our I's dotted and our T's crossed. And truth be told, that's not really the case. It takes, you know, six months, a year to have everything. Finally start lining up and yeah, having it to calm down.
1: Yeah. I would say so I'm about to hit nine months. And um I would say probably like a month ago is when I started feeling like I was finally getting into the group of things. And it took me a really long time. And I think also we come from this mentality of like what's next, because you know, naturally you go from elementary school to middle school, to high school, to college. And then in college, you're like, okay, and now I'm gonna work full-time. When you start that full-time job, there's no set end. Um, And I think that we kind of go into everything with that mentality of like, there's a set end. Um, Even with college, um, you know, okay, college is four years. If you have grad school, add another year, maybe two years. Um, and then you start your full-time job and you're kind of like, I like, there's no set end, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, if, if you really don't fit with your job and you need to find something else, then you leave. Um, and maybe you leave at like five months, maybe you leave at like 10 years, um, or obviously anywhere in between, but, um, there's no set end. And I think that can kind of sometimes scare us wondering what your life is going to look like. Um, because you kind of have this, you, you kind of have the knowledge of what life will look like as you go through like these different stages. Mm -hmm. Um, you have this expectation of what high school is going to look like based on the experiences that your maybe your friends or your older siblings or whatever have had, um, same thing with college. And, um, Yeah. And then you start your full-time job and you're like, I could be at this job for two years. I could be at this job for the rest of my life, like until I retire. I don't know. Um, So I'd say, you know, shifting that mentality is really difficult um, from thinking that, okay, this is only temporary to how about I just take things one, one day at a time because there's no actual like end date insight, you know, unless you work a seasonal or a temporary job, which is um, obviously really, really good. Um, and then you have a little bit more like kind of structure to lean on, I guess, in that case. Um, but for me, yeah, I'm just kind of like, I could be at this job for two years. I could be at this job for 16 years. Like, I, you know, I don't know. Um, so, definitely shifting that mindset stop having so many expectations on like okay what comes next and start living just for okay here the things I need to do today um if you're in my if you're in my you know field of work then yeah you know you're you're planning conferences and you're managing projects and so you have a million things you're thinking about at once and you do need to think ahead. but yeah, still plan things that you want to do to enjoy. You can still plan girl trips, you know, you can still plan um your meals. Actually it's better if you plan your meals. <laughs> Otherwise, you know, your coworkers are totally gonna just say, I feel like Chick-fil-A today and you're kind of like, yeah, I brought my lunch, but actually Chick-fil-A sounds good, Uh, you know, so um, (laughs) you'll get caught up into that, trust me, I know, Um, but yeah, I don't know, Alyssa, what do you think?
2: Um, Yeah, yeah, it is, like I said, it is really important to have a routine that you stick to, um, and just to if not money-wise, but also for your mental health and and for your well-being um, and, and sticking with your, you know, sleep schedule and whatnot. Um, but yeah.
0: Okay. So I guess one of my kind of final questions is what are... Three things that you would want your past Alyssa, past Cameron, who just graduated college and who is just about to enter into the adult world, wished they would know. You can frame it like three lessons. You can frame it just like three statements. But three things that you wish your past self would have known going into this transition. Hmm. I know. Kind of on a doozy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know I was going to ask this.
2: So I think that's. First thing I would tell myself is um, not to compare yourself with other people. Um, I know it's really hard to look at Instagram or Facebook or social media in general and see um, the way that different that everybody in, that you've known from high school and college how they are all doing in their lives because you know some people yeah are going to go straight into working and other people are going to are going to continue on with school um and other people are going to get married um start families and i think it's really important because i think that we we think that we have to stay on this schedule because our whole lives up until now have been planned for us you know you you go to elementary school then you go to middle school and then you go to high school and then you go to college okay all of this has been planned for you pretty much so now what now, you kind of have to choose your own schedule and your own life and your own track. Um, and just because they're the same age as you doesn't mean anything. Um, you know, like we said, everybody's in a different stage of life, everybody's in a different place in their faith. Um, so it is really, really, really important not to compare yourself. And I know it's really hard. Um, and, you know, for that reason, I have had to stop going on my personal Instagram account. Because I just, I, I was just so harsh on myself for, for a long time of like, why am I not where these people are? Um, and that's just not where God is calling me to be in life right now. So I think that's really important. Um, and another thing is that it is okay to be single in this time of life. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, some people are going to be getting married and some people are going to be in um I guess what seems to be a happy relationship I mean but you know what do you know because you've only seen it on social media um and stuff like that so I think it's okay that um you know maybe you were dating someone in college and maybe you're growing apart after college and that's okay it is okay to be single and it's okay to let them go um I mean if you are in a good relationship that's great Um, but I think that a lot, there's a lot more pressure to, if you're already with somebody to stay with them. Um, and if you're not with somebody to find someone, um, so again, just understanding that where you are in life is exactly where you were supposed to be, um, Mm -hmm. and really trusting in God's plan, um, for your life. Um, and the third thing is to. Um, find friends or keep friends from college um, and find find good friends. And I think that you'll kind of be able to see that when you leave college. Um, you know, the people that still talk to you um, or try to make an effort at least to reach out to you maybe once a month are going to be your good friends. Um, and then the ones who maybe you reach out to and um, they don't really get back to you. Um, It's okay if you, you know, you have been really good friends and you, they just have a lot going on in their life and stuff, but it's also good to see. um, You know, maybe some friendships only had a place in your life for a little bit for a time of your life, but not maybe for your whole life and that's okay. Um, Just trust that there will be that the friends that you have right now are the friends that you are meant to have. Um, And they're the ones that are going to be there for you, um, because more than likely they're probably going through the same kind of stuff that you are. Mm -hmm. Um, And. yeah just uh, definitely above all trust in God and put your full trust and faith in him that he knows what he's doing with your life, which I know is really, really hard, especially. I think girls have a harder time with that uh, just wanting to control everything all the time, um, like cam was saying you've you've had so many choices throughout this you know pretty much your whole life up until this point, point. Um, and so this is kind of the only thing that you have not been. Um, choosing and or like now you're like not really. You know, in a place I don't know to, to choose so. it's just. It's really important to just try to put your full faith in him as much as you can and know that where you are in life is where you are meant to be and he is leading you to your vocation, whether that be in marriage and single life in a certain career option or you know more school to get that job that he is pulling you towards. Um, But yeah yeah he has a perfect plan for all of us Um, and just to know that what he desires for us is better than anything that we could ever, you know, try to do ourselves.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say my first one echoes yours and that, um, sometimes you think you know what you want and you think you don't know, um, or you think you know what you don't want, um, but really it's not the case. So, you know, maybe you think you really want that relationship and then you get to know someone and you're like, wow, God, actually, I'm really glad that that wasn't the case. Um, And then, you know, maybe you think you don't want this particular job and then, you know, it actually ends up being a really good place for you right now. Um, So just kind of losing... Expectations, keeping standards, but losing expectations um, and surrendering. And then I would say my second one is that um, if no one's told you that it's okay to grieve what you're leaving behind, um, let me tell you that it is okay to grieve what you are leaving behind. This is a new part of life. Um, this is a hard part of life. You might be transitioning um to you know, full, full full-time job life after college and feeling very alone. Um, and it's okay. So you are completely allowed to grieve that. Know that this is, um, it is a loss. It is a loss, um, of what you've become accustomed to. So yeah, take the time to grieve that. Um, and then, gosh, I mean, I had so much time to think about a third one and, um, I would say that the third one is to really lean on the relationships that you've built. Um, and that can be with Christ should be with Christ of course, but also, um, the friends that you've made, um, that you become really very close with the friends that you've had that, um, um, Maybe you're kind of drifting away. If you you want to rekindle that friendship, do it. Um, If you need to let that friendship go, do it. But yeah, lean on your family, lean on your friends, um, ask for help, call them, lean on, you know, if you have a spiritual director, lean on your relationship with them, your advice or their advice to you. Um, And if you don't have a spiritual director, then I suggest getting one you know, um, especially if you're in, you're not sure how to take on this new stage of life. So, um, yeah, those are, those are mine. Mm -hmm.
0: Beautiful ladies. Gosh. Your past selves would be very proud of the ladies that y'all have become and that y'all are becoming, I'm sure.
1: Thanks. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. So. y'all have said a lot of things um that I kind of wanted to leave my own personal thoughts on um mm-hmm. so my dad um during spring break uh, I wish gosh I wish he told me this earlier in college if not earlier in high school um so helpful um I'm very much the type a person of like I don't want to make the wrong choice. I don't want to make the wrong decision. Um, I want to know the exact next step when I leave this space, leave this place, whatever. So that way I'm more confident and more prepared of where the Lord's calling me to go. Um, so that's something I want to work on. Um, and he was asking me one day if, you know, things are going well, um, in my life. And I told him, I, you know, right now we're focusing just on grad school. Um, and that's my vocation now. Um, until May of 2024. And I just didn't know. I just don't know what's what next academic school year is gonna look like for me. Um, job-wise. And, you know, I'm trying to figure everything out with that situation. And my dad looked at me and he said, he said, you have, here's your boat, Karen. You don't need to know exactly where your boat is gonna land port. You just have to have a general direction of where your boat's gonna go. Set your sail. Let the wind take you in that general direction that you have it set. Let it go. And if you get to a port that you didn't think you'd end up at, so he kind of transitioned into um, if you apply for a job and you get accepted into a job that you hate, (laughs) awful environment, um, very rude and mean coworkers, it's just... It's just a horrible experience. Um, he said, then you didn't make the wrong decision. That just means that the Lord needed you, specifically you to be there to help somebody. And like, he just like, that, that just like, was just, what I needed to hear. And so hope hopefully that helps someone who's listening. Um, it was just such a healing slash, relieving moment for me it's just like okay i don't need to know exactly where i'm going to go from here it'd be nice to know but all i have to do is just set my sails open to like just the general direction and then the lord will take it from there um and it's the thing else i heard on my senior app on retreat um father will he was the pastor um priest that was kind of leading mass and everything there um and during his homily I think on Friday or Saturday, one of the days that there was mass, he started talking about, you know, figuring out our vocations and how, you know, kind of how we would like to know where exactly we're going to go and where the Lord's leading us. And, you know, let's say we're talking about trusting and surrendering and relying on that trusting and surrendering and just laying everything at the feet of Jesus and letting him have his way with us and all these things. And he was like, often we think that if you put it in the terms of an equation, it's God plus your vocation equals you. Finally, that's when you're going to be happy. Finally, that's when you're going to be satisfied. Finally, that is when you're going to, you know, have fulfillment. And he was like, no, it's you plus God equals your vocation. So when you, you know, change the equation around a little bit, he was like, no, it is it is you plus the Lord working together to figure out your specific vocation. Um, so there, that. there there, was that. And then finally, I just want to end on this quote that I thought of um, because both of y'all were talking about um, whatever, you know, happens in life happened for a reason. And it's by Father Joseph, it might be Kentonich, Kentonich. But he said, go along with life's dynamics. Don't oppose them and don't give into resignation. See new chances. God has a plan for me and for my life. It is a plan of love and God will fulfill it beyond doubt if I open myself to him, to his love, to his plan, and trust myself to God's guidance. He can write straight on crooked lines. Do not give up. God still has possibilities where human beings no longer see them. Faith in God's providence is the simple faith that our dear God has designed a plan from all eternity. It is a plan of wisdom, plan of love, a plan of omnipotence. Whatever happens in life is not accidental. So, some words of encouragement.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: As we wrap up this interview session
2: yeah i actually have a, a bible verse to compliment that
0: <gasps> Please do share
2: it is isaiah 66 22. um and it says when the time is right i will make it happen
1: yeah. so simple and yet
2: so, so hard <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yes yeah
1: and of course we're over here asking like okay but but what's that time look like <laughs>
0: yeah the lord's like my time time.
1: it's my time my time okay but god uh, y'all ever
0: heard y'all ever heard the saying of um you said you make plans and god laughs or god sees your plans and god laughs
1: (laughs) yeah well we talk about a lot of my like not funny god moments so
0: (laughs) yep all right ladies thank you all so much um final thing Holy spontaneity moment well, of the week. Mm-hmm. All right,
1: I awesome. already have
0: I already have mine, but if y'all want to go first. Oh Alyssa. Okay, yes. Yeah, Alyssa, Alyssa, do you go. okay? Alyssa, what is your holy spontaneity moment? Hmm.
2: I'm really going to have to think about this. Um, you
1: can't say you weren't prepared. You listened to this podcast. You know we know. asked this question.
2: You're right. You're right. I don't know. It makes Blast. me nervous every time. Every time y'all record an episode and I hear it, I'm like, dang, what would I say? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh-oh. Okay. Do you, do right, you Karen, want you go one first? of say. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, well. Guys, yesterday, I checked off one of my New Year's resolutions and I ran my very first half marathon Yay. Yay. Thank you. So if you don't know what half marathon is, it is 13.1 miles. I did it in Brennan, Texas. And oh my gosh, I know I said it on the Holy Spot and 80 Instagram stories, but um, know that I was praying for y'all and your attentions. Um. Gosh, I loved it so much. It was not only the farthest I've ever ran um, straight, but I completely forgot how absolutely gorgeous Brenham is. Um, how about the hills, Karen? I don't want to talk about the hills. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, but you started off running in the residential area, which these are like thousand dollar not a thousand dollars, million dollars. thousand dollars. Very, 000, very, 000, very pretty so And then you transition into just, oh, these beautiful fields filled with all these blue bonnets. They were not kidding about the wildflowers. And then you got into the ranches and the farms and the cattle and the horses and the chickens. And <laughs> did I mention I was in love? Did I mention I was in heaven? It was so pretty. <laughs> and then like the birds were chirping and, you know, it was just oh, it, amazing things it happen.
1: Karen's Heaven is running a half marathon with some chickens.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It was the most gorgeous half marathon I I think I've ever ran, and that's saying a lot.
1: That's great.
0: It was so fun. Amazing things happen when you invite the Lord in. Um, the long story short, I ended up matching my pace with um, I call them a power couple because they were like husband and wife, and they were absolutely insane. Um, just oh, I, I do not know this couple, but long story short, the husband was just so incredibly encouraging to his, to his wife that like would often stop before he would. And and he would run a bit farther and then he would realize that she's not with them. And so he would like, run back to her and he's like, all right, babe, you got this. Okay. We're going to run from here to that sign. We got this. Are you ready? Let's go. And it it was just that for the entirety, like rest of the half of the race or as long as I ran with them and then just, Oh my gosh. And she, like, he was just so patient with her. And it's just like, how often is the Lord with us? Like, like the Lord is like, okay, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. And we're just like, stop i can't do it which is you know some things that she was saying it's like i can't do it i can't do it and he's like yes you can yes you can we're in this let's go we've got this we trained for this i'm with you let's go and it was just the most incredible thing other than that i felt really pathetic because there was another power couple and the dad was pushing the stroller up these hills and it you know it was just very humbling but the hills the hills were a killer. Um, mass this morning on my thighs was just anyway, <laughs> <laughs>
1: but it was a lot it's of fun for her to think. I of. did not
0: partic- I did not participate in the um, all you can eat buffet ice cream afterwards. Um, for those of you who are wondering, I was not in the. Oh yeah, that was the thing. It was the Bluebell, you know, fun run, oh. and they're like ice cream afterwards. And like each sign, like the mile marker was like you know, these cutesy little, I know it's a rocky road, but keep going. It was like, Stop, run like so me, the cute. gingerbread man, or like, oh my gosh. Um, find your two-step down this lane or something like that. And it's just oh like, you're just, you're just making me sick, but I, I appreciate the enthusiasm. <laughs> I recommend, probably we'll do it again. It was very good.
2: How would y'all feel about running the lanes running College Station this year?
1: The one where you eat a lot of chicken and then run.
2: I've always wanted to do it. Yes.
1: I will be there yeah. to eat the chicken with you at the beginning and then chew you <laughs> on as you run and puke your guts out afterwards.
2: That's the most fun part. Which
1: did so, happen to me.
0: I got to like the biggest no. hill. And then like I got up and I was like, I did not know if you puke up water. I know it's like tea oh, no. but like Karen. <laughs> oh yeah.
1: It was I didn't know that was a thing. So Anyway. See, the problem with doing the lanes run is that their sauce is so peppery um, we burn coming back up.
2: Oh no. no. Oh, oh no. I didn't sorry. think about that one.
1: If it was canes, it would be fine, right? Less pepper. Yeah, maybe I'll <laughs> sneak
2: my own sauce in.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. This is gross. I'm sorry guys. You weren't asking for this.
0: <laughs> you were not.
1: Okay, I'm Alyssa. Alyssa, me. what's yours since we're we're hitting like, I don't know, hour and a half mark now.
2: Oh, oh gosh, yes. Um, so yeah, I think my holy spontaneity moment of this week was the fact that um I got my younger cousin who's ten years younger than me, um, and we're pretty much the only ones in our family. Like we we are actually the only children in our family. Um, so even though we are ten years apart, we're pretty close. Um, but I I think a lot of the kids her age, um right now, who are about like 15, you know, in high school. Um, they, faith is not really a topic for them. Like, it's just not something that you are not used to, or that mm-hmm. is normal right now, which is really sad. Um, but, so, you know, she's, she's kind of there of like, maybe, you know, questioning, I mean, she's a teenager. So she's really questioning a lot right now of like, is, is God real? um and stuff like that so I got her to go on a teens acts retreat with me because I was going to be on team um yeah and so I got her to go as a retreatant and she actually really liked it um and so now she has found nice other God. friends um Yay. who are her same age who she sees go to church and they go through the same things that she does um and she actually I actually got her to go to mass with me like voluntarily today for that's probably the first time i've ever heard her say she wants to go to mass
1: mm. praise god oh my gosh that's awesome
2: yeah fantastic like okay.
1: yeah. we'll praying awesome. for her thank you
0: yes you're welcome
1: i appreciate all right it. cam
0: what's your moment
1: all right well it was gonna be softball yesterday you know i told you guys i was playing kickball that ended i started softball no new injuries woohoo um, mm-hmm. but I think actually it was, so, uh, a friend, um, from high school, we rode horses together. We were in the same lessons. Um, and she has two kids, a three-year-old and a one-year-old and her, her one-year-old, her daughter, um, had her first birthday party today. And I was able oh. to go and spend that time with them. And that was really, really sweet getting to catch up. I got, um, I got all the baby snuggles. So she was oh, telling me that she's super, you know, her daughter's super clingy and um she just really wanted to go eat. Um, and she couldn't because she was holding her daughter, and I was like, I'll take her. And she was like, Really? She's so clingy. I don't know if she'll even go to you. And she went to me no problem, which was so sweet. And then she fell asleep on me. So I just held her for like an hour and let her best. sleep. And it was so nice. <laughs> oh. So I don't know, just kind of like really was very good for my heart because you know like i do desire being a mom so i don't know it was really nice to hold a baby so
0: we'll praise god for that too yeah thanks for sharing yeah. all right ladies thank you all so much for sharing your heart with us tonight thank mm-hmm. you for allowing the holy spirit to work through you guys i am very confident that y'all are y'all are meant to do great things y'all are where you're supposed to be and the great thing is that you know the lord's not done with y'all yet so mm-hmm. thank you for being a light that this world needs
1: yeah. Well, we appreciate it. Alyssa, thanks for, for being on. Where can people find you? Like if they want to order cookies, can they do that?
2: <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, I guess shameless plug. I make custom decorated sugar cookies. She's so She's so
0: good. talented.
2: <laughs> I'm located in Floresville, Texas. Whoop, if you know where that is. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh What's I will not be taking Orders until May, but um, yes, my Instagram is the Cookie Lab. Um, yeah, you'll see a little <laughs> my my picture on there is um uh, it's light blue with a little lab on it. They're he's human Cooper. cookies. Yes, um, Cooper was my inspiration for that since he's my whole world. Um, yeah, you can order them on there. Send me a DM. Um, make sure to uh look out for the pictures i draw every week um yes yes, the marion pictures on the holy spontaneity podcast Mm -hmm. uh instagram yeah
1: yeah super great Mm -hmm. all right guys we're gonna head out but make sure you send in um any questions that you have for the catholic man show um yes get those questions in because we record with them very very soon so Yeah. Um, get those questions in dating marriage, single life, um, what it means to be a Catholic, um, interfaith marriages, like ask, ask us all the questions. So, um, we're super pumped to have them on super, super privileged and blessed to have them on. So, um, please take advantage of the opportunity that you have to really pick their brains. Um, yeah. And with that, we'll see you guys next week. Amen. Good night. Good night. It's 11 o'clock. We're going to bed. All right. Bye,
0: guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Holy Spontaneity. Go ahead and give us a rate and review and download your favorite episode for easy listening on the go. Hey, might as well follow us on Instagram too, at Holy Spontaneity. See y'all next time.